Well, hey, welcome to another episode of Bill Selleck Talks. My name is Bill Selleck. This is me talking. My goodness, artificial intelligence for educators. Something new is happening all the time. There are now books coming out faster than ever before about it. Blog posts and articles and platforms and platforms and all kinds of all the things. Um, So much. But you know what I'm not hearing about? I'm not hearing about how teachers engage with it through the lens of Bloom's taxonomy, right? Not the path, (laughs) not the path you thought we were going to go on this episode, but so much of what I've been pushing for when I was a teacher and what I still believe is a really good use of time with students is around getting them to create. And if you can picture that little triangle of Bloom's taxonomy, creation is at the top that's the part where they're producing producing original works. That's the good stuff. That's the sweet spot. That's the, the sticky learning. That's where they have to take all this other stuff. They need to, if we go from the bottom to the top, right? They obviously need to remember some facts if they're going to create stuff. They need to understand it. As they create the thing, they're applying all that new knowledge. They're having to really analyze and evaluate whatever they're talking about as they create the new thing. This is why projects are so good for students. And that's not even to to look at all the other host of reasons that it's great. So we just kind of accept that like creation is good stuff for kids. It's a good use of time in schools. When we actually look and let, let's just keep this maybe like chat GPT or text generative AI bots. What we end up getting is they can actually create for us. And so if we just ask kids, like, knock out a five-paragraph essay looking at blank, they're going to do that. Just like they'll just go to ChatGPT and go create a five-paragraph essay written by a seventh grader on this topic. A little bit of feedback, right? And, And they're done. So the creation part actually is not as compelling. What I think is actually really interesting is analyzing what the output is, why it got that way, and then what we can do about it. And so analyze this towards the top. That's for sure like your brain's really chugging along if uh, if you have your students analyze a thing because they're needing to like do the obvious like compare and contrast, but like really like question and kind of prod what is this thing and why do we have what we have? And I think that this in particular analyze my goodness there's there's so much we can do so what we can actually do is kind of flip around what that workflow might be i just came up with kind of seventh grade well let's say seventh grade you know knock out a five paragraph essay um the chat gpt can do that on the topic and then we can actually look at where is it successful where is it not successful if we were to do a draft of this what would our draft look like and what's actually, I think, super, super interesting, this is actually teaching kids to start to, to learn how to craft these prompts, is let's write a different prompt and then put that in and see what the five paragraphs look like. And then we'll compare that first prompt to the second prompt and that first output to the second output. All right, now we've learned a little bit about how our prompt affects it. Let's do a third prompt and then compare that to our second output and our first output, 
what do we get, right? It's going to be way, way different. Um, I think that there's so much you can do just in this analyze band on Bloom's taxonomy where the goal actually isn't to create. The goal is to like learn the language or the, not the language, like the, the ways to input information, right? How do you get out better stuff? I think that's really going to be where we're going to be spending our time. And I'm trying to think back to what, what I was doing with students when it was a big deal to do work with students around queries in Google. So if you do like the and, if you do the or, if you do site colon, if you do different domains, uh, you know, there's, there's so many things you can do as you enter data into Google to get the results you want. And I think a, a lot of us were kind of on the, the leading edge of that, really working with students of like, don't just type in, how do I do the thing for the whatever? You know, or is this better than that? Because all you're going to get are responses and websites showing that this is better than that. But really trying to look at those operators and that Boolean logic, the, you know, the minus search, all that kind of stuff. I think that that is going to become a sweet spot for interacting with text generative AI. So as we're looking at things like ChatGPT, just because that seems to be the most popular uh, platform at this point, how do we actually spend time analyzing it and learning how to query? So that's the riff for today. The one thing I want to leave you with, one other connection I have to like kind of back in the day is that I remember a lot when, remember that there's an app for that, that whole era, <laughs> those were good times. There's a lot of things that particularly Apple distinguished educators would call app smashing, where you'd start with app one, bring it into app two, do a thing, bring the same thing into app three, and then export it in app four. So you have this kind of gnarly workflow to get these like pretty advanced, pretty complex projects or assets. I think that actually app smashing can apply to AI. And that's actually what you see um, if you're looking at the, the blog post on BillSelleck.com, you'll see that um, this image was something that I created using MidJourney, which is an image creation AI bot, text to image. Um, and I was really inspired. Uh, this is going to get kind of bummer, but we're going to come back up. Um, I really wanted to create a visual um, thinking back, uh, you know, a few weeks back around um, the school shootings in Nashville, that one like really hit home for me. And I tend to, to like kind of express myself creatively um, by writing songs, by taking photos, by making videos. And I was like, that doesn't feel like, like the right way. Like I, I, I want to make something because there's like this deep, like sorrow in me. But I'm not good at just like drawing with anything in my hand onto paper, right? Or like opening up Illustrator and just like drawing a thing. Um, the stuff I draw looks like how I drew when I was in first grade because that's when I stopped kind of getting better at drawing. So all of my drawings look like I'm in first grade. But I wanted kind of that style, like a visual something. And so I, what I did to, to kind of help 
process kind of these emotions for myself um, is that I was kind of in mid journey and was kind of typing in some prompts and just was like, this is not, this is not working. So instead of being just in mid journey to get an image I wanted, I actually went back a level and started kind of a, a conversation chat thread with chat GPT um, and kind of explained what I wanted to create um, kind of used the prompts that, that I'd already used and it, it took a little bit of back and forth uh, and basically ended up with help me, this was what I typed in a chat GPT, like help me create an image in mid journey by writing a prompt for me. And so after a few different kind of drafts of that, I got maybe 50 words really describing what an image could look like copied that, pasted that into mid-journey, and that's where I got that image that you see like on this blog post. It wasn't just me spending all the time in mid-journey and like really getting to know that platform. It was me actually starting in ChatGPT, working with that platform, that AI bot, to get the text, to get the prompt, to go from text to image, and then mid-journey gave me that, and then I went through a few revisions of that. Um, and that's actually how I got the image and looked at that and that, I mean, so it, that, that doesn't solve anything, right? Like that image, but for me to be able to kind of process those emotions and those, um, those like really heavy feelings, being able to create a graphic was, was something for me. Like I, I was able to kind of sleep better. Um, and it, it was cool. It was really neat to be able to, to not just be like mid journey, like, I don't know, like someone sad, someone, you know, whatever. Uh, but to, to take to where we've got a one bot to create a prompt and then use the other one to turn that into images. Um, I think there's a lot of power there. And so, uh, I, I think that's one other thing that we need to, to kind of keep in mind is that these things don't live just in isolation. Um, what I did was actually take, you know, like th this would be, I don't know, like if I'd be able to pull this off with students, but be able to, to take kind of, you know, breaking news that's, that's really heavy for students uh, and be able to process that through creation um, and to be able to really kind of analyze like what prompts you're typing in into mid-journey and then take a step back and be like, all right, I did that analyze. We're back. We're kind of, you know, throwing some Bloom's taxonomy here, right? All right, this isn't working. Let's take a step back. Let's use ChatGPT to get a better prompt to put paste into mid journey. Um, and so all of that actually led to ultimately the creation of an image, which I think is, um, a pretty cool use of these technologies at this time. Um, in another month, who knows where that's going to be. But, um, yeah, that's the thoughts today. Bloom's taxonomy kind of rethinking about it in terms of creation and analyzing, and then being able to take those learnings and then apply those to other things whether it's mid-journey or another image generative, you know, text to image generating AI bot or kind of whatever that is, whether it's students writing their own writing. Um, I think there's a lot of possibilities, but I really think there's something special here around Bloom's taxonomy and kind of filtering all of this massive input around all the news in AI and, and think like, how can I use this in ways that I've used it in the past? And then how might I tweak things um, to make sense of it for me as a teacher? So thanks for listening to this episode. My name is Bill Selleck. This has been Me Talking.